Hi, welcome to the Credex podcast. Today we are in conversation with a textile designer by education, an entrepreneur by passion, a fervent admirer of traditional arts and crafts, Abhishek Pathak. He is the founder and CEO at Greenwear and has more than 10 years of professional experience in designing and exploring e-commerce as a marketplace for marginalized artisans. He aims to empower artisans and rural communities to become self-sustainable and positively impact the society. We have Abhishek connected with us, so without much ado, let us begin with our session. From the very beginning, what was your life like when you were a child and what were your childhood aspirations, your career beginnings, your education and what were your hobbies so that we can, you know, know about you a little more like Abhishek minus the entrepreneur in him. all right okay so i come uh, from a city called as sultanpur in uttar pradesh okay. i uh, did my schooling there only uh, from uh, first standard to 12th standard and uh, i was in 7th when uh, computer was introduced you know as a subject or as a thing uh, into our school and i was very excited to learn that i left art the subject art because of the subject computer i studied it till uh, 10th yes and uh, in 11th also i took computer science as a subject so you know that was my my aspiration was like you know to work in the computer science industry and okay. uh, to design codes and all that and uh, uh, my stream in 10 plus 2 was physics chemistry and mathematics so like every other student of uh, my district i was also aspiring to clear engineering entrance examinations and okay. uh, most of us move out of our city for the first time in order to you know join any coaching or uh, to other city where uh, there are you know higher uh, educations coaching classes right right um, so that's when i came to lucknow and i joined a coaching class here and so i started preparing for iit iitripoli and uptu at that time okay uh, but somehow uh, uh, you know it didn't work out for me i would say and uh, another factor was that uh, uh, a friend of mine actually challenged me that you know uh, if you want to do something uh, you know adventurous in your life why don't you uh, give this intense examination called as you know nift Oh great! And I, I, I that trending, you know. Yeah, I laughed it out. I was like, you know, there is a college which teaches fashion. I mean, okay. is this a thing? And uh, you know, I was not good in arts, as I said that I left it at seventh standard only. Yeah. So I thought that you know, uh, this is not going to be my thing. But you know, just to prove that you know, I can actually do it, and at the same time. uh we got to know that in raibareli which is uh, a nearby district nifs okay. uh, center got open okay and uh, you know that's how we got to know that you know where to fill up the forms and all that and nothing was online at that time so i remember that i had to rush from sultanpur to lucknow in yeah. order to buy out the prospectus and the form so yeah that's what happened but when the results started came in uh you know i was in hundreds in nifs entrance examination i was in thousands in other entrance examinations wow that's great so uh, that's how it happened i mean you know nif just happened and uh, that changed my life completely after that 
So yeah, clearly like, that was like the best bet you have ever played in your life. It would have been. Yes, but uh, you know, first two months of NIFT was very very difficult for me, and uh, I thought that you know that's the worst bet I put. <laughs> and what <laughs> what did I do with my life? See, I came from a uh, you know um, Hindi medium, all boys uh, kind of you know background. And when I entered into NIFT, it was ninety-five percent girls, all English speaking, and I even could not introduce myself in English properly. So the first two months, I thought that this is the wrong place I came, and uh, I will not survive only. Okay. It was. It was then. Uh, I don't know what happened suddenly. Uh, it was the environment of NIFT, or it was the faculty, or uh, you know, it was. an encouragement given by my family side that you know why why to quit and uh, yes. i was very really blessed to have very good set of faculties over in nef who actually did not judge me for my poor english or uh, you know my poor performances initially but they encouraged me to you know play it correct and play it right uh so yeah it happened and uh, i i i remember that you know my rank in first semester was um i was in top 5 so oh, wow. so, so i thought that okay this can work for me and uh, let let it be let it go yeah i wonder you have a lot of supporting people like yes. uh, you were surrounded by them and that's how you maybe have come across like struggled and then finally achieved whatever you have achieved now and there's a long way to go for you as well i was going through your portfolio it was so impressive i was so encouraged by all the work you have done which we'll be talking about further mm-hmm. so i'll come back to the uh, second question which is basically the your big day you know your aha moment that happened and you decided to be an entrepreneur start your own business how did all that idea and how did you how did the concept of greenware actually came to you uh, all right actually uh, it had some uh, background of my uh, you know life at nift also that uh, mm-hmm. when i was in college in second year we had this cluster development program uh, under which we had to visit uh, for 15 days uh, any traditional textile cluster and i visited maheshwar uh, mm-hmm. which is famous for its maheshwari sarees and uh, there i realized that uh, you know there are immense potential and uh, capabilities in the rural india and these clusters which uh, otherwise we could not even have dreamed about as students uh, also uh, you know uh, in the later semester i uh, got a chance because i was selected for uh, industry exposure visit by arvind mills limited so in ahmedabad so yeah i saw two different indias in within one year one yeah. uh, india was making handloom fabrics and one india was making shirting fabrics for the entire world okay and my interest uh, you know got uh, focused upon this traditional textiles i started working uh, or thinking about it more researching about it more also i got two major uh, you know life changing opportunities i would say in left uh, one was uh, when i got a got an opportunity to compile the data for languishing crafts of india which was going to be a gazette in ministry of textiles at that time so i got to know about lots of crafts which were researched by the other centers which came to nif delhi center for the compilation 
Okay. And the second chance was when I uh, visited Barmer uh, to document its crafts when uh, Commonwealth Games going on in Delhi and our colleges were shut. So I thought that why not utilize this time in you know some projects? And I got this project in hand given by one of my faculties. So there also I saw hundreds of you know crafts, textiles, non-textiles, both ways. Uh, coming down um, you know from such kind of humble backgrounds rural uh, parts where people have just skills which are you know crafted through their hands and uh, you know immense technic technical aspects like you know nothing related to technological like you know computer or it's but uh, the kind of work they were doing hmm. so uh, you know after graduating i was uh, selected through this campus selection drive where i did my graduation project and i started working as a home fashion designer for a us based company wow but since my calling was always this traditional textile so yeah, i uh, thought of you know leaving that in two and a half years and you know starting something of my own and uh, with a friend of mine i started a brand called as prakriti where we were making hand block printed jeggings so the product was mass fashionable product because we knew that from fashion forecast that you know printed bottom wear are going to be in fashion in india but uh, yeah. we had to use it with a traditional te uh, technique so you know hand block printing with organic colors became that fusion so the product so this was before greenware this was much before yeah this was before greenware oh okay <laughs> but at that time uh, as far the you know the understanding of business the entire mm -hmm. revenue model was very limited it was just a just a chance which you know i took right. so we could not proceed with it further but yeah that landed me uh, to an ngo called as drishti foundation uh, mm -hmm. i went uh, when you know i wanted to utilize the katarans which were left uh, after stitching these those jeggings and i wanted mm -hmm. to uh, you know utilize women workforce in order to make fabric jewelries uh, okay. but in when i landed in drishti foundation then you know i got to know that this ngo is into it uh, e governance skilling and what not and they were starting their textile and craft vertical as well oh so, okay yeah so i got on board with drishti foundation as its lead textile and craft and uh, i worked there for uh, uh, around 2 years where i got to know about the uh, value chain of khadi so okay. khadi fascinated me a lot because you know the entire process was uh, coming out of rural india and it was all handcrafted uh, hand spinning of yarn hand weaving of fabric and it was then i started understanding khadi uh, in a better manner hmm. and uh, i realized that okay in khadi's value chain the raw material for charkha which is called as roving the cotton sliver correct roving is getting produced by central sliver plants which are completely automated and have 5000 okay. kgs per day's capacity also okay. the uh, the dyeing printing and other value addition is not necessarily handcrafted in khadi's value chain only then why okay. only spinning is manually operated Hmm. also like you know if you divide these skills into different categories the the skill like spinning and stitching they are inculcated you and i also can learn right okay. how to hmm. then when it is not a traditional skill when it is not an inherited skill why this drudgery hmm. because a woman who is running her hand for 8 hours could barely earn 50 60 rupees in a day hmm 
I was not able to understand, you know, why uh, nothing is happening around and, you know, uh, why we are still stuck with this. And yeah, this would have been an amazing alternative for them as well. Exactly. And why was not there after so many years was, you know, yeah. I was wondering that, you know, why nobody is doing anything. And yeah. uh, at the same time, I, I visit uh, this uh, international trade fair happened, which happens every year in Delhi, in Pragati Maidan. Hmm. So I visited that. It was in 2016. Yes. So in MSME's podium, I saw a display of solar charkha. The machine was seen. The charkha was seen. It was getting operated through solar energy. And this machine was being displayed by IIT Delhi guys and Mgiri Vardha guys together at uh, some, some joint project. Okay. So, so, you know, after seeing that, I realized that the solution is there. And the problem is there. It's just that nobody is applying. Nobody, okay. Huh. And why is it uh, that nobody is applying? I got to know that, you know, there is a constitutional definition of khadi, which says that uh, khadi is hand-spun, hand-crafted, natural fibers. Okay. So because of that definition, the solar charkha was not coming under khadi. And, you know, khadi had a lot of uh, market development, allowances, subsidies, and uh, that is why I think Khadi organizations were not welcoming this at that moment. Or I might be wrong as well, but, you know, hmm. that's what I could understand at that point. Yeah, that was what the finding was. Exactly. Uh, so even, even I bought 10 solar charkhas from my own money just to try it out that, you know, how it is going to work. And how does it work? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, nothing happened at that time, uh, really. But... That stuck in my mind that, you know, this is this is a solution which can actually add immense value to rural economy. You just right. run that charkha with solar set. Uh, you don't have to be depending upon electricity and the drudgery. Yeah, and you'll be good to go. Also, the production increases by five times. Like, you know, one charkha can produce one kg of yarn instead of... Uh, you know, the 50, 60 grams of manual charkhas, uh, which, you know, practically a woman cannot run her hand for eight hours. Right. Right. And in solar charkha, she just have to look after and she can also cook. She can also take care, takes care of her uh, child and daily chores. So this was an amazing yeah. you know, product for a rural woman. And uh, that is what uh, actually, you know, uh, remained with me when uh, right. I got a chance to, you know, present this entire uh, kind of, you know, idea and discuss it with uh, the, the then uh, MSME uh, Minister of State and uh, uh, we got to know that there is a pilot project which is uh, getting, uh, you know, started in from Bihar, Navada district of Bihar and an NGO okay. called was running it and uh, okay. I got in touch with their founders and I got to know that, you know, they are working on the pilot project of Mission Solar Charkha. Oh. So I told them about, you know, a possible parallel market platform for this product because it is not khadi, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, a, a something which is not sarkari also. So uh, right. the term greenware was coined back in 2017 that, uh, you know, I presented a, a concept of greenware that it, it, is, it is going to be a marketing platform, an online platform of bespoke tailoring. Uh, where, you know, which will involve the entire value chain of solar charkha, solar looms, and solar dull sewing machines. 
and uh, you know that was taken pretty well and uh, i became the ceo of harith khadi uh, mm. i worked uh, you know from the front of the pilot project of this uh, mission which was launched by president of india in june 2018 but right right the real challenge came into the picture because the skill scale and speed which was involved in solar charkha was something which khadi industry did not see ever before okay. and for mm-hmm. us the real challenge came that you know you cannot sell the yarn in open market right you can only sell the fabric or the garment but yeah. with the speed these yarns were getting spun the fabric was not getting woven or uh, you know the market okay. linkages were not uh, being able to get set up and this was an in 2019 like you know after two years of uh, that uh, pilot project i realized that antinalis any such kind of project which has you know numbers huge numbers involved antinalis it does not have very stable market linkages very stable forward linkages it will not sustain and for me success was sustainability right right so so it was then i realized that you know um, i need to take it from the front and i cannot you know crib about it that you know go government is not doing that these kind of should have been there so it was then i realized why not me why why don't i start yeah. that you know in order to provide the market that for the entire solar which was defined pretty much defined by khadian village industries commission so i established greenware as a private limited company in 2019 after leaving 2019 okay so yeah that's what, that's what my journey was to start uh, greenware and uh, we thought that you know uh, this is going to be the fusion of tradition with technology in order to generate livelihood and in order to promote sustainable fashion right that right. is so inspiring i mean we have already discussed the major challenges that you have faced and how it it is so inspiring that you have actually come across all of these challenges and then overcome them so it's 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 really great so also i'll like to uh, know here that how did council of energy environment and water and and you know will grow innovation foundations help you in executing your idea yeah so uh, you know as i said i was fortunate enough to have such kind of uh, you know well wishers partners in my life uh, this powering right. livelihood program uh, which was uh, yeah, you know which is being run by cew and will grow innovation foundation as you said came at the at exactly the right time in greenware's entrepreneurial journey uh, when the first lockdown happened in the country the complete lockdown happened in the country uh we became completely clueless at the at that moment that you know what will happen because our entire supply chain was decentralized uh you know yarns were being produced in the uh, house at the household level fabrics were woven in the household level but how to provide raw material to them right how to keep going uh, keep on going with the current uh, and you know uh, relevant logistics and then the entire fashion industry's uh, fabric demand or the market got down drastically because of the you know longer period of shutting down their uh, 
you know, uh, retail experiences, uh, which were their, you know, traditional way of doing the business. And then the powering livelihood came into the picture. Yeah. They said that, okay, you know, believe in your concept and uh, uh, yeah. we will help you out to sail through this difficult time. Uh, we'll provide you monetarily support, we'll provide you technical supports, and we'll provide you mentorship as well. This entire uh, incubation um, helped Greenware a lot, uh, where we could, uh, you know, pivot our entire process for from uh, fabric manufacturing to garment manufacturing, uh, setting up right. the testing labs, and coming up with uh, capsule collections, which were focusing upon issues like, you know, maternity wear, yoga wear, and things like that. So, so yeah, that's what Powering Livelihood did with Greenware. And we are really thankful for that. Yeah, so they happened to you just at the right time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, coming to your strategy planning and everything that you did for Greenware, uh, would you like to tell us how you were maintaining the balance between your cost input and output? I mean... Does your expense on input influence your production and the finished goods? And how did you manage all of that? Yeah, so here uh, the real challenge was to, you know, work with the entirely new from consumer centers. Because people often were getting confused that, you know, is it khadi, not khadi, or uh, is it fake khadi? And what is solar was all about? Right. So that's what uh, our main challenge was because, see, our price point was very competitive as far as, uh, you know, Khadi's price point is concerned. The quality was uh, exactly the same and improved in most of the cases. Also, the scale which we achieved uh, because of the solar run uh, machines, we could achieve a, a, a larger amount of scale which other traditional Khadi institutions not achieve. Uh, you know, made us uh, made us think about the very different strategy altogether uh, in this entire value chain, where uh, we started procuring the yarn from NGOs uh, like our major partner being Harit Khadi, and then we started converting into fabric. Here, the model which we followed were pretty much asset. We were not we were not owning the machineries. These machines were already okay. there in the traditional textile clusters. We were only providing them with the uh, you know work, job work or uh, the work which we could we could do with slight you know training interventions or. So that's how uh, we could do a lot of I would say the cost cutting and being price competitive in the market and being relevant in the market uh, right. involving the current we are into current. Right. So now that we know how pandemic actually impacted your business, so I would like to know when you talk about uh, society and self-sustainability, you know, how how is greenware, you know, society friendly, environment friendly? Can you just tell us a little more about that? Yes, I would love to explain about this. It is my own design. Uh, you know, oh, um, yeah, it's really pretty. I just wanted to know the idea behind along, it. Yeah, along with uh, a night long brainstorming with a few of my friends, uh, my batchmates okay. uh, of Nift. Yeah, so if you see the logo carefully, um, you find six different elements. 
so first being the peacock second yeah. being the peacock motif stylized in a very different which is actually uh, you know uh, inspired from the uh, motif called as ambi in uh, traditional textile field this is a motif okay. which, uh, mm-hmm. is actually coming from the uh, the initial uh, phase of mango a mango fruit okay it derives a, you know initiation of uh, something fruitful or a life you will find this motif on every temple of uh, india borders of uh, temples of india and from there it was uh, being taken towards the traditional textiles so these weavers mm-hmm. their inspiration from the designs of this motif particular mb paisley or whatever you can call the motif you will find amukashin shawl also and in uh, pochampalli sarees as well so that uh, depicts traditional textile element mm-hmm. uh, being the color green fourth element being the color gold fifth element is uh the circular sections and the sixth element is which is tadat namsha jamia hum so the peacock wow, is there are so uh, many thoughts sticking to one yeah. yeah yeah peacock is our national bird and uh, it is the most beautiful creature of mother earth would say of nature Absolutely. i would say so it has national it has beauty and uh, green has natural uh the ambiguous has traditional textile uh, background the gold depicts shared prosperity you know the 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 rural and urban uh, difference which talk about so the gold depicts uh, shared prosperity and circular sections depict technology so greenware is fusion of tradition with technology to create beautiful stuff in order to generate livelihood we can uh, for the produce of shared prosperity in the country so that's what the logo is all about and the tagline tadatmanam shajamiham is taken from a verse of gita bhagavad gita uh, which literally means that uh, i am my own creator so or i create myself uh, i i create for myself whenever it is needed or whenever the need arises so that's what greenware is all about and that's what its uh, logo is You know, I'm glad I asked this question. There's so many ideas involved in it. I would have actually not uh, been able to, uh, you know, encode. I mean, decode. I'm, I'm glad that you asked. Like, you know, many people do not even notice it like that. Yeah, no, it was so attractive. Yeah, I, I thought maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pretty sure that there has to be some amazing idea behind the brand logo. So I had to ask. <laughs> yeah so you know our logo is pretty much what we do actually it is all about us yeah i think it's i should have asked only one question and the logo answer would have actually summed up the entire thing <laughs> no i think you asked it at the right time <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so okay so lastly i would actually want to ask um, you know uh, how do you plan to commercialize this idea for the future i mean what are your future plans basically now that i can't really say that covid is uh, kind of getting over we all assume that it was getting over but anyway what were, what are your future strategies that you have uh, set for greenware now right uh, yeah asa so uh, you know as 
all the other things which I explained, uh, we were very fortunate to have uh, very good buyers of uh, you know our products and concept. W and Aurelia, these two leading women's fashion brands of India, uh, they are mm. our major company, and uh, it's with their support we could uh, come so far. And uh, in future, along with these B two B activities, I mean, see, we knew that uh, uh, we all know that in Lakme Fashion Week of two thousand seventeen, sixteen uh, leading fashion brands had pledged for moving into moving more towards uh, sustainable fashion. So aspire mm-hmm. to be their source partner and provide them uh, the solution of you know fabrics, garments, or whatever. They concept is all about along with that uh, we are also aspired to uh, you know establish greenware as a standalone brand uh, sustainable fashion brand uh, for india and abroad uh, in order to mm-hmm. do that uh, and we already have launched our uh, e-commerce website www.greenware.in on uh, 1st of january and uh, mm-hmm. also we uh, are planning to have more retail stores we currently have two in lucknow and we are planning to have 10 in next uh, one and a half years so that's oh, how that's uh, yeah that's our plan is all about and the real inspiration or the real planning actually comes from our target of impacting uh, livelihood or how many solar charge artisans we would like to engage and our mission is to engage 5000 women in next 5 years and when i am saying 5000 women then i mean that you know 5000 women working on solar charkhas producing 5000 kgs of yarn in a day which means wow. that uh, we need to be prepared uh, or we will be prepared to create fabrics uh, of uh, you know for of those 5000 kgs of yarn which will be uh, you know in between 40000 50000 meters of fabric so that's our target of fabric manufacturing and in order to utilize that fabric we need to be able to you know make and sell 25000 uh, pieces of garments so that's what our you know larger goal is right right it's clearly uh, we can clearly see basically you are doing so much to empower the artisan and rural communities as you say so that's really inspiring and i would love to congratulate on that yeah thank you thank you asta yeah so coming to the end of our conversation i would just want to know uh, what is your leadership mantra you know you you are like a budding entrepreneur right now and our listeners would love to have some you know uh, tips from the expert i would say especially when it comes to leadership planning execution what is your leadership mantra you would like to convey to our listeners i would like to say that you know success is sustainability as i might have mentioned uh, yes. earlier that you know don't go uh, after the numbers numbers will follow you when you will be or your idea will be sustainable or your team will be sustainable so you know focusing on uh, impacting lesser number of people but having a sustainable livelihood for them is more worthful then having larger number of people and you know not being able to impact them with a sustainable livelihood so that is what uh, you know leadership all about for me yeah actually i'll i'll also remember sustainable specifically after this conversation and i'll i'll want to work at least take one step forward doing something that will also 
you know, uh, give me that energy that you have to walk towards being environment friendly, you know, walking towards the artisans and, you know, helping the community some way or the other. Correct, correct. Currently, it might be a luxury or it might be a conscious decision, but tomorrow it is going to be mandatory. <laughs> Absolutely, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great having a talk with you, Abhishek. And I I am glad that we, this, uh, you know, this podcast happened and we had so many ideas that we got from you. Our listeners would have had so many you know, uh, ideas on how they can come up with their own own uh, structure of their own company and how can they work it out. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really glad that this could happen. Yeah, no, thank you so much for this opportunity, Asta. I mean, I'm glad that this happened. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for uh, you know giving us your precious time. This is Asta signing off. We'll see you in our next podcast. Till then, stay healthy and stay safe.